What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the PropG Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of PropG Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. After an ugly weekend for the Atlanta Braves, Spencer Strider took the ball on Monday evening and was nearly perfect for the home team as the Braves bounce back with a lopsided victory. We'll get into all of what transpired and more coming up on the Daily Hammer. Hello everyone, my name is Brad Rowland and I'm pinch hitting as the host of Daily Hammer podcast on this Monday evening into Tuesday with Sean Coleman on vacation and the Atlanta Braves bounce back in a big way on Monday night, snapping a four game losing streak that included a weekend sweep at home at the hands of the Houston Astros. No one was feeling fantastic about that, obviously, but the Spencer Strider stepped up to the mound on Monday evening and against the Miami Marlins had a field day and basically all was right with the world with Strider on the mound. He was absolutely unbelievable on Monday evening. Really, arguably the pitcher in baseball right now with the highest upside in the entire league. And he came into the night with really strong numbers. A 2.45 ERA in 22 innings of work this year with 36 strikeouts. Yes, 36 in 22 innings. Basically living up to the hype of his ridiculous performance from last year. And Strider, by the end of the night, was even better. A 1.80 ERA now in 30 innings of work with a preposterous 49 strikeouts across five starts for Strider. And in this game... He flirted openly with a perfect game and then also with a no-hitter after that. Ends up with eight innings of work, allowing only two hits to go along with no walks and 13 strikeouts. And yes, the Miami Marlins are a pretty bad offensive team. That is worth at least noting here on this podcast. They started the night with the fewest runs in the National League. It's a very, very sort of futile bunch. But Strider was absolutely dominant, and he has the kind of stuff that plays against really anyone. I think everyone knows that at this point in time, but it was definitely on full display here. And he had a legitimate chance to end this game with a perfect game or no-hitter. Uh, unfortunately, Matt Olson made an error on a pretty routine ground ball in the seventh inning to uh, break up the perfect game chances. I'm sure he felt awful about that. It was not quite as bad for him because it was not a no-hitter in the end. But uh, not a great way to lose the perfect game chance. And then uh, I, would, I, would, I would say shortly after that, Gene Segura 
old nemesis of the Braves, ended a the no-hit bid with a bloop single to left field. A pretty brutal way also to lose a no-hitter because it was not a well-struck ball, but that's baseball. That's part of the deal here, and Segura just kind of dropped one in the right spot against Strider, but still, uh, he really was absolutely fantastic. I could give you every, every single kind of plaudit about Strider's performance, but his stuff is very clearly just incredible. He misses bats. He has been he's been commanding fairly well, and against an office like Miami's, he just was in total control the entire way through. You know his game score, all that stuff was just off the charts in this game, and even navigating eight innings with the way the bullpen has been a little bit shaky over the weekend, with all the injuries, the way that uh, they basically just kind of put the game away, and the offense was really good as well. We'll talk about in just one second, but Strider was certainly even on the night when the Braves scored 11 runs was the clear and obvious star slash standout of the evening. And the fact that he did not finish off the perfect game or a shutout or whatever, nobody should care at this point in time. Obviously, it would have been nice to have a perfect game or no-hitter, but he was just as dominant as possible. And a really, really nice start for him and also a win for the Braves as a result. As I mentioned a second ago, the offense was also awesome. They had five home runs in a four-inning span. That included Sean Murphy going deep in the third inning, then Hilliard in the fourth, Eddie Rosario in the fifth, then Riley and Hilliard again in the sixth. By the time that was all over, with Strider on the mound, it was 8-0, and the game was basically over by the end of the sixth inning. And they tacked on three more runs later on in the eighth on a triple from Ozzie Albies, and the, and the Braves ended up with 11 runs on 12 hits and six walks in the game. Hilliard was the star with two home runs. He has an OPS over 1,000 now for the season, doing a fantastic job as the fill-in amid all the other issues in the outfield between injuries and and performance questions. He has been huge for the Braves, even if he's a little bit over his head at this point in time, still performing at a high level at a very timely moment for Atlanta. Also, Sean Murphy, awesome, and it has been for really the entire way. Three more hits for him tonight. Ozzy Albies, Eddie Rosario, Matt Olson all had two hits each. Austin Riley walked twice in addition to his home run, breaking out of a little bit of a slump of his own. Every single starter reached base at least once, and of the main guys, only Ronald Acuna really didn't dent the scoreboard in a big way in this game. But uh, it was a balanced effort. It was highly productive. Clearly with an 11-run gap on the scoreboard, it was very clearly uh, the right side for Atlanta in this game. But it was it was two-way. You know, Strider was, the, was definitely the standout, but the offense was very good in its own right, and that was a nice thing to see. As far as the other news and notes from this Monday into Tuesday, it was actually Adrianza getting a start at shortstop for the Braves. Grissom's been a little bit struggling, not terribly necessarily, but... He had three hits in the first two games that he played, and since then has a sub-600 OPS in the last seven games, so Grissom just a night off there with Arcia looming, of course. Also, Marcelo Zuna has been a topic of conversation for basically everyone around the Braves in recent days, including uh, Chris and Scott on Sunday evening. He was back in the lineup, despite his infamous 451 run before this. He was DHing, that's a little bit better than playing the field at least, but after another bad game for Ozuna, his slash line, as of... Right now, as I record, it's late into Monday into Tuesday morning, is 073, 190, 200. He has a WRC plus of 10. And I will just leave that there for now. Every podcast we talked about this, and it's worth noting again, but he was, again, brutal, and I don't know what's going on there and why they're going to keep rolling with him, but it's been happening more and more, and there you go. Non-game stuff at the end of the podcast as well. Michael Harris is getting closer. He ran the bases and slid head first today, according to Brian Snicker. Did a live BP session against Rysel Iglesias that I would have loved to see in person. Uh, next up for Harris is going to be a rehab assignment. He's been out since April 6th, so about you know two and a half, three weeks. They do need him pretty badly, but he could be playing a minor league game as soon as like Tuesday or Wednesday. He seems to be getting at least closer to get on the field. That's a step forward. Speaking of Iglesias, 
he threw to Harris, and Harris was talking him up about how nasty he looked in that little mini outing. Snicker said the same thing about Iglesias. He's getting closer and probably a rehab assignment of his own in the very near future. And then Colin McHugh could pitch as soon as Tuesday. He was at least potentially back on Monday. They held him out an extra day, but Snicker said today, on Monday, that the plan, I think, is to have McHugh back in the lineup, at least available to pitch on Tuesday. So that's nice to have him back. The bullpen's been pretty solidly credible. It wasn't great over the weekend by any means, but given all the absences and the fact that you know two of their top four guys, including their closer, have been out for quite a while, it's been solid enough for the Braves, but obviously having McHugh and especially Iglesias back would do wonders for this club. Last thing before we get out of here on a short version of the Daily Hammer as I fill in here for Sean, who is awesome in this particular space. The Braves are now 15-8 on the season. They're hosting the Miami Marlins on Tuesday with Charlie Morton on the bump for Atlanta. As I record this podcast on Monday evening, the Braves are pretty big favorites in the betting market, like minus 240. For those of you that do not follow that, that basically means that's one of the bigger margins that you're ever going to see in a head-to-head in baseball. And, uh, you know, with Morton on the mound, Morton's been solid enough this year. Not been fantastic necessarily, but certainly the better, more proven option on the mound in this game against the uh, already documented the Marlins. Uh, lineup has not been very good. Also, uh, the starting pitcher for the Marlins in this game uh, on Tuesday enters with a ERA over 12 uh, as a reliever mostly. So uh, that is kind of setting the stage for what is a pretty favorable matchup for Atlanta on Tuesday. Of course, nothing is assured in baseball terms, but certainly another opportunity to add to the positive column in the standings if you are the Braves. Before I get out of here, one plug. If you missed it, I was actually double duty busy on Sunday evening covering the Atlanta Hawks in person. So my fearless leader, Chris Willis, stepped in alongside my usual co-host, Scott Coleman, on the Battery Power podcast, episode one million, basically. I'm just kidding. But Chris and Scott did a great job. That's about an hour of content. It's still very relevant. I definitely encourage you to listen to that, as well as subscribing to the podcast, Daily Hammer, usually hosted by Sean Coleman, but I'm filling in right now today. Also, we have the podcast to be named later with Chris and Steven on this same feed. So three shows for the price of $0. And we encourage you to subscribe to the show across podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Odyssey, Google Play, Overcast, anywhere you find your podcast, we should be there. If we're not there, let us know. We'll get that rectified. Also, believe five-star ratings and reviews. Those are always appreciated on any podcast platform. And make sure to read the written side on BatteryPower.com. It's a comprehensive way to follow along with the Braves. If you want to read that site, listen to this podcast. You'll be in good shape. And I do appreciate all of the support on the podcast network. Sean will be back in the near future. Please subscribe to the podcast, and we'll see you all later in the week. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. 